Radio Show live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Visit us online at www.exxon-radio.com. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is one 877 That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one 877 My email address, xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. At our websites, www.exoneradio.com and xzonetv.com. My producer tonight at Master Control is Miss Melanie. Mel, always nice working with you. My guest this hour, ladies and gentlemen, is the one and only legendary guitarist, Eddie Benitez. Eddie was born in Puerto Rico in 1962, and soon after his birth, his family relocated to Europe. Raised in Italy and Spain... His father, Francesco, arranged private lessons for Eddie from, reg- from another legendary classical guitar virtuoso, Andres Segovia. The Benedictas family was unaware that their move to New York City in 1968 would set the stage for the start of Eddie's music career, one that would be launched onto the world stage when he was just still a teen. On August the 6th, 1976, Eddie debuted with his first concert at Madison Square Garden in front of 20,000 fans. He was just 14 years old. 
The music sensation of Eddie Benitez started that same year when he uh, signed with Fania CBS Records and released his first album, Nightlife, which went gold. Six months later, he saw another hit. That's the 1977's Essence of Life, also going gold. In 1983, Eddie signed with the innovative label Island Records, which produces uh, another hit, Spirits. He has performed with legendary stars such as George Benson, Barry White, Celia Cruz, Tito Parente, and many others. Eddie's performing career came to a sudden halt, though, when Eddie was diagnosed with Hodgkin's at the age of 23. This changed his life forever, and uh, he has survived the cancer and took time off to reflect on life and spirituality. Eddie continued to write music over the years for many dance acts, and in the mid-80s through the mid-90s, he continued his love of music. Throughout his life, Eddie has had many spiritual visions, including those that occurred while overcoming a heart attack and an unexplained coma for three days. Eddie has experienced a level of healing in these experiences that mystify doctors and which he understands in a spiritual dimension. Among, um, with his own healings and visions, have come healings for others for whom he has prayed. So mysterious and powerful these have been, it caused him to come under investigation in 1993 by MUFON and other government agencies regarding massive healings in his Florida home. One of Eddie's spiritual experiences was a haunting that was documented and recreated for the Discovery Channel series, A Haunting. When I come back from this two-minute commercial break, Exo Nation, the one and only legendary Eddie Benitez joins me. And he's going to be sharing these experiences with us here tonight live on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This song that we're playing now is called Flight to Heaven. And let's sit back and listen to Eddie's wonderful guitar playing. Back to the Exxon, everyone. My very special guest tonight is the legendary guitarist Eddie Benitez. And Eddie, welcome to the Exxon. Thank you very much for joining us. Eddie, are you there? Okay, apparently we've lost Eddie, but he is coming back. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, continue playing this uh, track that we're playing now. It's called Beautiful Sunrise, and it's by Eddie Benitez. And Eddie will be joining me 
on the other side of this uh, song right here on Talkstar. Apparently we have Eddie with us. Eddie Benitez, welcome to the Exxon. A great honor having you with us here. Hi, how are you, Rob? It's a pleasure to be on your show. Eddie, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I love your guitar playing. Thank you. Tell me, Eddie, uh, you've gone through, if you'll excuse the expression, hell and back again. Uh, About three times. God bless you. Eddie... Were you a very spiritual person prior to your 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 encounters with those massive health problems that you had? Uh, no, but I wasn't spiritual or religious, but I did always see things when I was a child. I and mean, growing up, I saw a lot of uh, things that weren't natural, and I used to tell my mother about the things mm-hmm. I used to see, and she used to tell me basically... Don't worry about it. As you get older, you will learn more, and you'll know, you'll make your mark. It sounds like your mom was very supportive. Very. She had a lot of gifts herself. You uh, had. Let it, me see. You had a heart attack. You had. Uh, ha- you have Hodgkinson. You've uh, spent three days in a coma, and now you're helping to heal others. Yeah, you know, and people have claimed to see angels performing uh, on my stage when I do a concert. I don't doubt it. So I... it's it's weird. I mean, I, I wanted to be a musician. Uh-huh. I wanted to perform. I, I, I didn't want uh, to be a healer or anything like that. And I'm not a healer. I'm not a psychic. I'm not a medium. I'm just a regular human being. A regular human being that's attracted a lot of attention to him. 1993 MUFON and other government agencies uh, regarding the massive healings in your Florida home. And uh, Discovery Channel series uh, on in a haunting, the Casa de los Mertos. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was funny with MUFON. And, and then I found out that MUFON is actually, uh, they have grants from the U.S. government. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, MUFON is in part funded by the U.S. government, so I, I really wouldn't trust them. But they, they were two nice people who visited mm-hmm. me and questioned me for a period of about two months uh, every Sunday. And then I had another government agency that uh, did not want to disclose who they were. They wanted me to go in their car and talk to them. But my father uh, was a retired NSA, and he lived next door to me. And when he came out and had a brief talk with him and showed him his ID, they left immediately. Unreal. It is. <laughs> Eddie, what's the connection between yourself and the Mutual UFO Network? Like, why was MUFON uh, so interested in you? They thought that I was uh, having contact with UFOs, aliens of some kind. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I told them, you know what, uh, basically I don't believe in UFOs. Uh, I don't believe in aliens. Whatever's happening here is coming from God. Uh, and not me. Why do you think, Eddie, so many people want to give the shock and awe to aliens and not give the shock and awe to God? Well, basically, uh, that's satanic, right? It's brought upon by Satan, and I'm going to explain myself on that, okay? Sure. Uh, 
you know, everybody who believes in UFOs, uh, ufologists and all that, they, they believe that aliens are going to come back and save us from destruction, right? Yes. But that's been said by in the Bible in the times of Christ. That was Christ's prophecy. Uh, he's coming back to save us. And only Satan would, would create something like that to make people believe that it's not Christ. It's, it's another entity that's going to come back and help us. Do we? I, I can't understand why people keep looking to aliens uh, as the as the saviors to the to the problems on this planet. I believe that we can solve any problem here on this planet if we ask the right person for help and guidance. You know, you're right. We can solve all, all the problems with the guidance of God, and, and most importantly, having faith. That's right. In Jesus Christ and God. Uh, we're all you. We're we're all on this planet stuck together. Yes. Uh, no matter what color you are or anything, you know we're all human beings. We have to learn. Every country has to learn to sit down and in the table and talk about issues and not fight, not create wars. You know, Eddie, I've got a saying that if I believe that each and every one of us has a mystery to the jigsaw puzzle of life in our pocket. And if we all went to that big table that you were talking about and put our pieces of the jigsaw puzzle to, on the table and worked together to put this jigsaw puzzle together, there'd be no more mysteries, and we would have people living in harmony. You know, I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> you know? But you hit, it, you hit it right there. I'm a firm believer of respecting other people, respecting their culture, respecting their beliefs, getting to know their beliefs, exchanging the ideas, and because so many differences when you sit down and talk to people turn out to be so many similarities. Well, the problem, the problem I see a lot is that, the, you know, democracies are trying to be created in lands that, that have been in existence for, for four or five thousand years. That's right. In the United States, we've only been in existence for a little over 200 years. Mm -hmm. uh, we can't change uh, the ways of a country that's been around for four or 5,000 years. Can't go in there and make them a democracy and all of that, okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, if that was to happen, that would be by the hands of God. Exactly. Uh, we should respect that, just like you respect Satan. You don't want to be part of Satan's uh, family or nothing like that, but yet you don't want to criticize Satan or blame Satan or even mention his name. You know, you got to respect Satan, too. Eddie, do you think we're in the end times as uh, as related in the book of Revelations? Uh, no, no, I, I don't believe that. Uh, I know there's a lot of rumors going around that the, the year 2012 uh, is probably yes. the end of the world. A lot of people are claiming that. Just like in the year 2000, that all the computers Y2K. were going to shut down. Exactly. Nothing happened. No, we tracked over 220 times in recent history when people predicted the end of the world. And nothing happened. Yeah, basically, that's what's going to happen in 2012. Nothing. You know Except what? that there'll be a, a president elected, whether it be Obama or, or, no, or somebody else. But a few mild earthquakes, a couple of hurricanes, and that's about it. The world will go on. Yeah, the world will, will, will go on, you know. Eddie, uh, and, and what's important is, you know, people got to stop reading on these fundamentalists who create 
uh, all this propaganda that the world is going to end in the year 2012 and all of that. You know, don't believe them. You know, have faith. You don't have to read the Bible. You don't have to be religious. Just have faith in, in Jesus and God. That's all you need. Speaking about having faith, Eddie, uh, can you share with us the the unexplained coma that you had for three days? Well, that happened after uh, I had performed an exorcism on my son. He was uh, possessed. That was the topic of the Discovery Channel. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was watching the news. I was about 8 o'clock in the morning, and all of a sudden my breathing was in distress. I, I, I was Something was happening to me. And uh, the paramedics were called, and basically my oxygen level was down to like 34. Wow. Okay, uh, I was in a coma for three days. Uh, I got up, I pulled everything out of my throat that was in my lungs and everything. <laughs> and it was funny because the doctors, all the bells are ringing, the lights are flashing, and the doctor comes in and says, are you alive, you okay? Uh, but basically, the nurses told me uh, anybody who usually goes under an oxygen level of 40 never survives. Yeah. And uh, I, I was at about 34, and I did survive. And, and all my memory is here now, and, and everything is going good. But the doctors, to this day, cannot explain what happened to me. Where did you learn how to be an exorcist? Uh, from my mother. <laughs> I remembered something she did. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I applied that to, to my son, who was possessed, uh, of course, going back to that haunting show on the Discovery Channel. And since then, I performed about uh, 50 of them. How does, how does the exorcism affect you physically? Uh, not much. It doesn't affect me physically much. It, it's just uh, 15, 20 minutes, and it's done. Is the exorcism anything like we saw in the movie The Exorcist? Well, that's the, the Catholic exorcism. I see. And okay. what and uh, what kind of they, exorcism they do you do? Channels, mm -hmm. And they they have to get approval and of course it could take anywhere from, from six months to two years, you know, before they start performing an exorcism. And what ritual do you follow, Eddie? Uh, it's a ritual that that, that is also scientific. Uh, it's a ritual of water, and water attracts uh, electric magnetic fields, okay? Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, when you place that over the head of a person uh, turned upside down in, in, a, in a platter, and you could actually take the negative energy out of the person, uh, be it demonic or just be it in a bad mood, uh, if the person is in a bad mood or something. But, you know, there's different types of possession. All right, let's talk about the different types of possession when we come back from the news. Eddie Benitez is our very special guest this hour. He's one hell of a magician, a musician, and he's also a great guy. Let's listen to his song, Beautiful Sunrise, as we go to our commercial break and the news here on the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzone-radio.com.
Hi, this is Eric Rawls of Cosmoverse.com, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the Exit. Hi, this is Blade Runner, and you are listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, I'm Laura Sabrin of Feast to Fields Organic Vineyards in Jordan, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, my name is Lady Ashley, the White Witch of Niagara-on-the-Lake, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal talk radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Love itself. Welcome to the Back Zone. Uh, my special guest this hour, everyone, is Eddie Benitez, and uh, this is uh, from uh, Eddie's uh, Casa de los Matos. Another vivid incident that took place that didn't make it uh, to the episode was Eddie Junior's levitation. Levitation is one of those hallmark symptoms of possession, and I saw it firsthand. The haunting and eventual possession of Eddie Jr. took place over a period of a year. At one point, I walked by Jr.'s room, and I could hear some unusual noises. He had been spending a lot of time in bed, so hearing movement, I cracked the door open to check on him. What I saw made me freeze in my steps. There was Jr. levitating about five inches off the bed. When I got past the initial shock, I went into the room and let my faith take over. I said the Lord's Prayer, saying that with the authority and faith, Eddie came back down onto the bed. I'd won the battle, but not the war. Not yet. The fight for Eddie was clearly with the demonic, and it had only just begun. Eddie Benitez is our special guest. Eddie, thanks very much for coming on, and uh, thank you so much for sending us the audio clips that we've been using to come in and out of the year uh, segments with us. Thank you very much. What other uh, signs of possession was your son showing? Uh, he became very aggressive. Uh, his face would change. You could see there was a change in his face. Uh, the way he would speak to you, it was a harsher voice. Mm-hmm. And that all built up little by little, you know? Uh, of course, you know, I suspected something, but, you know, because of everything that was going on in the house and all of that, but we still took him to doctors, you know? Right. And ruled everything else out, you know, medically. And he went through every test in the book and nothing wrong with him. So that's when I said, well, it's got to be something spiritual, you know? Mm-hmm. 
a demonic entity or something evil that entered him in. And uh, we eventually found out that a gentleman had lived there was an evil guy, and uh, he died right in the same room as Eddie's room was. Is, was. And, uh, you know, he had done 10 years in Atlanta jail for manslaughter. He okay. beat up on people. Uh, he, he was a racist, so he used to go after a lot of blacks a lot, you know. And Hispanics. we found all that out because his daughter lived three houses down from me. Why do and, you think the, the demonic spirit went after your son? Well, apparently my son took over his room and, uh, you know, my son has his uh, Puerto Rican flag and he hanged it on the wall, which was exactly at the same spot where he had a flag that had a swastika on it and all of that. And the beds were in the same position, and, and the, the dressers, you know, so everything was basically the same, except it was my son there and not him, without the flag, you know, it was a different flag. So I guess he got pretty angry at that. Unreal. What else has happened at Casa de la Mertos? Well, you know, there was a, the, the cab scene, uh, which actually happened in my bass player's car. We were on our way to the studio, and the bass player's wife, uh, she was sitting in the front on the passenger side, and we, me and my conga player, percussionist, were in mm -hmm. the back. And she turned around and looked at us, and her face was, like, totally demonic. I leaped over my friend, opened the car door. We're traveling in New York City at 15 miles an hour, and I just leaped out of the car. And... Uh, a few steps further, my friend leaped out of the car also. We looked at each other, and we were like, okay, what was that all about? <laughs> That's enough to scare anybody. So the Discovery Channel, they, they uh, edited a lot of parts out. That, you know, I mean, they came to reality 100%, but they shortened some scenes, and right. they didn't put in some other scenes that could have been very interesting to the public, you know? What scenes did they cut out? Well, they, they cut out the scene where uh, basically the, the microwave in, in the kitchen, you know, fell on the floor, you know. Uh, they cut out the scene where I had an argument with my, with my former wife in the bedroom, you know. And her voice took on the voice of a man. Unreal. <laughs> Eddie, are, are there still paranormal events happening in your home now, or have they all been... Exercise uh, on, a, on an everyday basis. We have something happening. We see angels. Um, well, that's you know, good. We, isn't have, it? we have a lot of things that we encounter: spirits, uh, angels, uh, especially a lot of spirits that don't know that they're dead. You know, I, I've heard many people talk about spirits who don't know they're dead, and I, I can't understand how they cannot know they're dead. Well. They know, you know, they know that they're dead. The, the actual thing is they don't want to, you know, realize and they don't want to accept that they're dead. To be dead is one thing. To accept it is another thing. And some of them, you know, they can last an hour right. or two and accept it and, and go beyond. It's a paradise. But there are some who are so hard-headed who committed a lot of evil acts on Earth, right? Mm -hmm. When they were humans, that they refused to go. So how do you get them to move, Eddie? 
you know what? Uh, basically, say the Lord's Prayer, have a lot of faith in God, and, and ask, him, ask Him to leave. So, ba so basically what you're saying is that faith can actually move mountains. Pardon me? Faith can move mountains. Oh, faith with faith? Yes. Nothing is impossible. And it's that extra faith you have to have. I mean, all the religions, I don't believe in religion because a religion divides God's children. There's so many different ones. Mm -hmm. But if you notice, every religion has an abundance of different prayers, okay? Uh, when the young man went up to Christ and asked him, how should I pray? And Christ told him the prayer, our Father who art in heaven, you yeah. know? And when people deviate and go on to other types of prayers and all that, you know, it's kind of like playing so much different, you know, music and TV shows and all of that, you know, God it might go a little bit crazy or something. <laughs> That's how I see it. How's your son doing now, Eddie? He's doing good. A lot of entities write through him now. And he's 100% accurate all the time. And he's doing well. He does marketing uh, for for my music. Mm -hmm. And my music has become now my vehicle to share the, the love, the passion, and the compassion in my heart and share it to people uh, when I perform uh, through my, my CD. And I just want, you know, people to know that the, the passion in my music is really mine. And, and I want them to feel it and see an angel at the same time. I've uh, I've read an article by, um, let me see, who is this by? Uh, Mary Ellen O'Brien? Yes. And it reads as follows. There's drama, sensuous guitar playing, and mystique in an Eddie Benitez concert. But there's no magic act, no illusions. The special effect geniuses at uh, George Lucas's DreamWorks Studios couldn't capture this if we asked. Angel sightings at Eddie Benitez concerts are the real thing. What makes me say that? Experience. I'm Mary Ellen O'Brien, and I am the I am Eddie's writer for his upcoming autobiography, Angels on My Stage. I've been interviewing Eddie for several months, gathering together his extraordinary life story, replete with angels, spirits, and miraculous healings, as well as astonishing musical talent that puts Eddie on stage at Madison Square Garden at the tender age of 14, and had him earning gold records at 15. Tell me about your miraculous healings, Eddie. Well, those happened in 93, a lot of them. Uh, this one man knocked at the door one time, and he says, I don't know why I'm knocking on your door. I apologize. I just had this impulse to knock. And I asked him, well, do you want something to drink? Come on in. Mm -hmm. And I heard a voice telling me this man has lung cancer. And I asked the man, do you have lung cancer? He says, oh, my God, how do you know that? And I told him, this is a lucky guess, you know? Right. Uh, and he says, well, do me a favor. Will you pray with me? And I prayed with him. And uh, two weeks later, he comes back and he says, the doctors can't find lung cancer in me no more. And one became two. <laughs> Before long, yeah. it was 10 people a day, 20, 30. Uh, a year of that, and I got very, uh, you know, I just got afraid of it, you know? Why? Why, do, why, why did you get because afraid? I just couldn't handle it. I, I couldn't handle it because people were coming and offering me money, offering me food, offering me pastries. I mean, I had a man from Italy call me, offering me 150000 to go heal his son. Oh, Lord. 
And if there's something that comes from God, you can't accept anything in return. Mm -hmm. When's so the last? When's the last time? When I came to Arizona. When's the last time you healed someone, Eddie? When was the last time you healed someone? The last time I was with somebody that was very sick, and they were healed by God through me. Uh, it was probably about six or seven months ago. Wow. Uh, people in Florida, I went went uh, who were who had AIDS, cancer, mm -hmm. uh, paralyzed from strokes, and they were all healed. Uh, my ex-wife had a tumor about the size of a golf ball in in her left uh, breast, and right. I healed, or God healed that. Like uh, one night, I put my hand on her back and she started to scream that she was burning. And I went to the bathroom and I had blisters all over my hand. The next morning, she examined herself and she didn't have nothing there. So it's been a weird life. It's been a very... And, and again, I want to stress, I'm not a psychic. I'm mm -hmm. not a medium. Uh, I don't do consultations. But if you're in need of anything and you knock on my door, you call me, it's always open 24-7. You're a good man, Eddie. You know what? It's doing God's work and just being a nice person to people out there who are in need. You know, you just got to have love for people and faith in God. Eddie, what's your take on Ouija boards? Ouija boards? Yes, sir. If you can, if you see one, throw it in the garbage or burn it. That bad. <laughs> Tarot cards? Burn them. Uh, those only bring in evil entities. Uh, I myself, I, 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 I don't believe in many things that of the psychic realm out there. Right. I believe there are people who have authentic gifts, okay? And then there are some who receive gifts and then start calling themselves a psychic or a medium, right? Mm -hmm. And they lose the gift. And then you've got those out there who don't have a gift, but they've got the gift of gab, and they commit fraud, and they, they sucker people. Yeah, well, we've been after, we, and uh, with all due respect, uh, we've been trying to get um, Larry King, uh, Larry King's producer, mm -hmm. has been trying to get me on the same uh, show with uh, Sylvia Brown. Oh, gosh, that would be, be very interesting. James Von Frog and John Edwards. And when I looked at their film and tapes, I would call them frauds. Oh, definitely. And, uh, you know, they, they refuse. They know about me already. Mm -hmm. And and I can expose them, but they refuse to be on the same uh, stage and platform with me. I don't doubt that at all. I don't doubt that at all. In but fact, you, know what? It's, you know, the only people that pay to go see psychics are the poor people. The rich people go to pay and see psychiatrists. You know, I never thought of that. I never thought of that. Well, it's true. It is. The rich, the rich go to a psychiatrist. And the poor, they save up and they eight, nine hundred dollars for a twenty-minute consultation with Sylvia Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Makes I put sick. a little thing on my on a blog on my MySpace one time. You mm -hmm. know, uh, consultation with Sylvia Brown, eight hundred dollars for twenty minutes, right? Yep. 
John Edwards, uh, $1,200 for uh, 40 minutes, right? Right. James on Prague, who used to be $750 for 20-minute uh, consultation, right? Learning the truth from Eddie Benitez, priceless. <laughs> Eddie, stand by. You and I have to take our final break. Eddie Benitez, our very special guest this hour, XO Nation. And uh, Eddie is going to be back with me on the other side of this commercial break as we continue right here live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. First of all, Eddie, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been a great pleasure and honor talking to you. Um, it's been a pleasure and an honor talking to you, sir. Why is it, Eddie, that here we are in the year 2009 and more and more people are looking to the paranormal for answers? Well, religion has failed them, and now they're looking for other avenues, and they all lead to paranormal law. Uh, uh, experiences, psychics, mediums, clairvoyants, all of that. And uh, they should be going on the, on the path to, to God and Jesus Christ and faith. You know, there's, there's nothing more that can be done. You know, it's like when a doctor tells you, you know, he has no chance on living. Yes. That's it. You know what? If you have an abundance of faith, something can happen. That record, that track of mine, song of mine you just played, They Cry. Yes. People who have been sick have the, have listened to that song and have become healed. You know, I was listening to your music before the show, and I felt something moving inside of me. It was a very nice, warm, comforting feeling. Do you get that often? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people told me that, and that's my projection that through through what I write in my music, of uh, my heart, my soul, my passion, and the angels that surround you, that, that surround me and that can surround everybody. I mean, all you have to do is act, you know, and, and they'll be there. But you have to have faith and, and go away from a lot of things, you know. Uh, uh, you don't have to go to church to know God. No, you, know? you don't. Spirituality is the next step up, and, and you know, somebody asked uh, my granddaughter in the chat room, and, and I will pray for Steve, and I just want to let that person know that my prayer and my faith will be totally sincere. Eddie, thank you very much for joining us tonight. I'd love to have the opportunity of talking to you again sometime. Oh, it'll be an honor, sir. Take care of yourself, Eddie, and keep that wonderful music up, will you? Oh, thank you very much, and God bless, okay? God bless you, buddy. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Eddie Benitez. Once again, Exonation, his uh, website is www.myspace.com forward slash Eddie Benitez. That's E-D-D-I-E-B-E-N-I-T-E-Z, www.myspace.com forward slash Eddie Benitez. You can always uh, just Google his name and... Uh, my goodness, he'll just keep popping up for a number of pages. That's Eddie Benitez. When I come back from the news at the top of the hour at six and a half minutes past, I'm going to be joined by Craig Hogan. We're going to be talking about induced after-death communication, a new therapy for healing grief and trauma. 
That's coming up next here on the XO. And after all, this is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern. Where? Right here, live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Let's go to the commercial break in the news, listening to Eddie Benitez, They Cry. They Cry. 